Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Greetings, greetings, greetings. How do you do, everybody? Welcome to episode 113 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is with Jared Shapiro. Jared is a brand strategist, marketing maven, and publicist with over 15 years of experience in the entertainment and media world. As a former editor-in-chief of the Miami-headquartered Ocean Drive magazine, Jared utilizes 13 years of experience in New York City as the editorial director of In Touch Weekly and Life and Style Weekly to further broaden Ocean Drive's international appeal and global reach. Jared is also a New York Times best-selling author and principal of marketing, branding, strategy, and PR agency, The Tag Experience. I'm supercharged, really, to have a conversation with Jared about Get Noticed, Marketing Do's and Don'ts for the Entrepreneur. Welcome, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we dive in, I have a little question for you. What's your most memorable encounter with a Jamaican? And see right there, I have assumed that you've encountered a Jamaican, I mean, being in Miami. Oh, that's a good question. All right. (laughs) Uh, I I actually, I'm going to not say it was a most memorable encounter with a person. I'm going to tell you there was a restaurant in Marina del Rey, California that I used to always go to. It's the first time that I ever had Jamaican jerk chicken. And uh, whenever I would pick someone up at the airport, I lived in L.A. for three years. Whenever I would pick someone up from the airport, uh, I would stop off at this restaurant and have Jamaican jerk chicken and rice. Um, and and to me, that was just part of I don't even remember the name of this place, but I could tell you how to get there if I was out in L.A. And it oh. was in Marina del Rey. So that was my uh, that was a nice relationship I had with uh, the Jamaican culture. Ah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's larger than life. It's larger than any one person. So that works. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So of course, our topic is get noticed marketing do's and don'ts for the entrepreneur. Now, before we dive into that fully, I want to get a little piece of your journey so that we can understand your claim to fame. (laughs) Absolutely. I, you know, I, I wanted to be a uh, screenwriter and a film director. That's what I studied in college. Um, I won a couple awards for making short films and, uh, was out in LA for three years and trying to make it, I was an assistant in film, you know, working for some executive producers and I found, uh, Los Angeles and Hollywood to be a super difficult place to break through. Um, and rather than quit, uh, my dream, I decided to change strategies and I moved to New York after about three years and, Upon landing in New York, I landed a job at Us Weekly magazine. Uh, I started reporting for them. I started getting bylines. So instead of writing screenplays, I started writing for magazines. Not the same, not my dream, but pretty close. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. (laughs) Yeah, and then after that, um, a couple, about a year in, I I wrote a book for St. Martin's Press 
called Going Corporate, Moving Up Without Screwing Up. And that was really a book about, you know, what it's like graduating from college and all of a sudden you're in the corporate world. How do you make that transition? No one had really ever properly told me what to expect uh, from a nine to five job. And so all of a sudden now I was a book author from a publishing, a big publishing house, St. Martin's Press. And I moved to Star Magazine and I became an editor. Uh, then I wrote a second book with uh, one of the most famous sort of original bloggers out there, Perez Hilton. And then we wrote a third book together. And uh, then I became an executive editor of Life and Style Weekly. I wrote a fourth book with Kendra Wilkinson, who was married to Hugh Hefner. I became editorial director of In Touch and Life and Style. Uh, that book, by the way, became a New York Times bestseller. And after, I don't know, 13 years in New York, I moved to Miami and became the editor-in-chief of Ocean Drive magazine. So I look at the journey as just constantly sort of not only following your gut and instinct of, of what my passion was, which was to tell stories. I just never got to do it on film. I did it in books and magazines. And now, by the way, with social media, with Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, you can continue to tell your own stories. So I just think the medium was different, but the messaging was the same. Absolutely. And that's quite an interesting journey. And I can see the strategy that you've aligned yourself with people who are, you know, they have some form of a, a brand that is already standing out. And so you're also, you know, aligning with those as well at the very beginning. And that helps you to grow. But before we even go further, I want to get from you a sense. So we, we kind of set the foundation. I mean, you've, you've already set it pretty much with your awesome journey and sharing how you've transitioned and, you know, not from your, your, you know, at the get go from your dream uh, job, but you actually did something which, you know, became larger than life for you. So now uh, let's clarify right here. What is branding and what is marketing? Marketing to me is, is really sort of the, the overall consensus that, and we bring this up with a lot of our clients, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to advertise? Do you want to do social media? Do you want to pay to play? Do you want to put some stuff out on social media? Do you want to work on uh, getting you out there at events and thought leadership and, and, and putting yourself out there? Branding to me is the internal journey when you discuss who am I, what am I, what's my product, and how are we going to put it out there and display it to the world? Marketing is almost the execution of that plan. So many people come to us and they say, we want this, we want that. And, you know, they're forgetting the other four things, whatever the, you know, they say maybe they want PR, but you're not going to do social media. They say they want to advertise. Oh, but you're not going to do PR. They say they want to do social media. Oh, but you don't want to do events and you don't want to do thought leadership. You don't want to get up and speak in front of people and you don't want to go on television. So uh, every year it seems like something now with marketing expands, right? Five years ago, there was no real uh, Instagram as part of a business platform. Ten years ago, there was no Twitter as part of a platform. Fifteen years ago, there was no digital advertising. And so every couple of years, you've got this new sort of platform that you have to keep up with. It's changing even now. So branding, you know, you can work on internally, but your messaging and marketing that you get out there to the whole world, has to, you really have to reassess that every six months. So the branding is actually knowing what you stand for and then in marketing, putting that out there, putting, communicating that message of what you stand for. Right. You can do a great job with your brand, but if you're not telling anybody, if you're not marketing it, if you're not advertising, if you're not putting it out on social, if you're not handling your PR, if you're not doing digital pushes, what good is your brand? 
Now we look at successful brands like Google, Apple, etc. And sometimes we can get so overwhelmed and we like think, oh, we can't bother because, you know, it's not going to happen for me. Where do we start? <laughs> you know, I think everyone has to look internally and you can't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. I mean, it's important to look at the trendsetters. But if you also look at those trendsetters, they bucked the trend. So if you're paying attention to an Apple or a Google or a Tesla or whatever those larger than life brands are right now, whatever they did when they did it, they were doing something that no one else had done. So if you want to be like them, don't be like them, right? Because they weren't like the people before them. So I think it's important. Look, we all look at Apple and, and we've all seen those the, the famous Simon Sinek uh, TED talk where he's talking about Apple was trying to, to sell you a laptop, but they weren't selling you a laptop. They were selling you a lifestyle. I'm going to take that a step forward. The other day, my team, we needed some power power cords for our Apple laptops and our Apple iPhones. It was so expensive to order them. We were in shock that the same cords that work for the iPhone X don't work for, you know, whatever other iPhone someone had, that you have to have a different adapter for the computer. We got a little bit, I don't want to say we got screwed, but Apple talks about how they make everything so easy and seamless. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> well, spent, in that case, that's a clear no, right? <laughs> well, I, and I spent $71. And by the way, they got me, right? I mean, I bought the cords. I've got the computers. I've got the phone. But I just wonder, is it ready for the t – is someone else going to come in and say, we can do that better? Um, I love Apple. All of my products are Apple. Um, it's no it's no different than you know any – right? Even the best car in the world has its moments of weakness. Even, even Netflix, sometimes it's buffering and you can't watch the show you want. Like all the things that we love have issues. So I'm not bashing Apple. But I think if, if you're – where to start – is what is your brand and what makes you different? We as a company at the Tag Experience, we're trying to do everything that we possibly can to be a different kind of company than other marketing companies, than other PR companies. We don't necessarily specialize in something that someone else specializes in, mm -hmm. but we do a lot of great things. So I think you have to look at your brand and say, who are we, what do we do, and how can we best service customer A? customer B. It might, it might be three different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're building and starting off, I don't think you need to model yourself after the greats. It's just that way you are because that's it. Sometimes we look at the very big picture in the beginning. The most important thing is landing that first customer, right? So whether you're selling a juice or you're selling a car or you're selling a t-shirt or you're selling a service, customer one is customer one. Can't have customer two without customer one. Can't have customer three without customer two. So I think you just have to build. And it's sad because I think in an age of social media, we're looking around at people and assuming that they have their success overnight or that their success is even real. May not be. I took Facebook off of my phone because I found myself at a stoplight and somebody was ranting about the government. And I thought to myself, first of all, I haven't spoken to this person in 11 years. I don't really care what they're saying. Why am I paying it? Why is that? Why am I not listening to a podcast or sports radio or the new like? Or, absolutely. Or absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know where that rant was going, but we, I yeah. guess my, <laughs> we, know, we digress, is, right? <laughs> yeah, we have to just we, I guess my point is you have to pay attention to you. 
Yes. You're, you, you've got to know what matters. And by the way, if you don't know what matters, maybe you're not on the right journey, right? That's the other thing. A lot of times we're paying attention to people's journeys that are so far different than our journeys. That's great that they're taking selfies of their workout, but are you a fitness buff? That's great that they're drinking rosé by the pool. Is that your life? That's great that they're building this huge tech company, but are you a tech god? Like, I, we're all so focused on what everyone's doing. I don't know anyone like me, so why do I care? Maybe I want to see pictures of my friend's babies. That makes me feel good, right? But other than that, I really think we need to sit down and, and focus on ourselves and our journeys and our businesses rather than the competition or our peers. Absolutely. Because um, I like to say an overnight success is actually 10 years in the making. That's one, to address one of the points that you made. And two, also in terms of social media, what's on social media a lot of times is the polished version of what people want to be, you know, fake it until you make it kind of a thing. And it's not really real. So why pay attention to that while you're focusing on your, you know, their journey, your business is being spoiled. All right. So let's come back to marketing do's and don'ts because we've established branding and we know that it's really what you stand for and what you want to project. Now let's talk about the marketing do's and don'ts for your brand because we must communicate that message that we want others to see. So I think you have to build a strategy um, and in that strategy now, and like I said, there's so many different components. Uh, social media is part of that strategy. Publicity is part of that strategy. Uh, advertising, if it, if it's relevant, is part of that strategy. Content marketing is part of that strategy. You know, building content, putting out words. Maybe you have a medium article. Maybe you have a blog. Pay to play, influencers, relationships, thought leaderships. So that strategy, which may be a marketing strategy, might have been seven or eight pages long a couple years ago, probably needs to be double that now. And you need to get really specific. You can't just say social media. So you know, you've got YouTube, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, you've got Twitter, you've got Snapchat, you've got Facebook. That's just your social media. For advertising, you've got print, you've got online, you've got television, you've got radio, you've got social, you've got digital. For thought leadership, you can do speeches, you can do videos, you can do 59 cent, 59 second videos that you can post on, on the web. You got 10 minute videos that you could do. You could do TED Talks. You could do local talks at the local Y. You could speak to 100 leaders. You could speak to 1,000 leaders. You could do conventions. You could do advertising. You could push things on social media. So the, you want to get your messaging out there. The options are limitless. You, if you're really good at what you do, you don't have to pay a lot of money. And if you have a great idea or a great saying, the right thing can get trending, right? A good picture or a good meme or a good saying, come up with something creative. I was watching CNN a year or two ago and one of the commentators made a really smart comment uh, that was just super insightful. And I remember I quickly paused the television and I wrote down the quote on my phone and I tweeted it out. I tagged the person, I tagged CNN, I did a couple hashtags. And within five minutes, I think it had 100 retweets, 90 likes. Uh, the person that I tagged five minutes later liked it, retweeted it. It was just, it went kind of semi-viral. Um, if you wanted to do that every day and think of something cool, you can automatically overnight have 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers. You have to be the voice behind your brand or your company. So that cost zero dollars to have that moment. Now imagine I did that moment 365 days a year or I applied those moments to my brand. Um, you can waste a lot of money on something something big or you can uh, not spend any money on something very big. That's branding, that's marketing, but you gotta pay attention to it. You can't just take a selfie and think I'm branding myself. That doesn't work. Right, because apparently they'd say, um, and we're not knocking uh, millennials, but you know, 
a lot of millennials think that's the the way to go just selfie and that's it and you put it out there that's my brand it's it's what i'm about you know i have a lot of millennials that that i that i work with you know um and what i'm always trying to teach them is something that i learned in magazines a long time ago and that's storytelling you know we learned at magazines because i sold gossip magazines that had to sell on the newsstand so you're basically you're checking out of the grocery store or cvs or walgreens and you're going to make that split second decision uh, we used to sell over one and a half million copies per week of the two magazines combined that I was working on. And so the difference between a good headline and a bad headline meant maybe we only sold 1.2 million versus a good headline. Maybe we sold 1.6 million. So those four million copies at around five dollars combined price. Right. You're, you're talking about I mean, it's 400, 400,000 different at five dollars when you're talking about two million dollars possibly difference times 52 weeks a year right a good headline means a hundred million dollars more so that's what i'm always trying to explain to them what are you trying to say you'll make more money if you do it well Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we've talked about some of the things that, you know, we need to be considering for or marketing and so on in terms of the various options. You've, you've mentioned content, content marketing. If we're going to be in the educational space of, you know, being an authority in our space and so on. But in terms of some of the things that we should not do, let's talk about some of those, you know, that we, that you see as a marketing expert yourself and branding expert. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of the don'ts going around. So what are some of those that we should avoid? I think the people that act too fast on the spur of the moment, that can really come back to get you. I mean, how many people do we see that tweet Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram, something they shouldn't have somebody that rushes a story out before it's ready. Uh, somebody that, you know, puts out the messaging or spends the money or throws the event or gets up on the stage and says something before they've had other people to go through it or they've thought about it. Right. So, on one hand, while I love the idea of efficiency and moving fast and being quick and being first, I'm a big fan of patience. And especially with marketing in these days, right? I mean, how many athletes or celebrities or brands have quickly put something up and taken it down a minute later, but it already got screen grabbed, tweeted and pushed out there within seconds. Before you continue, why do I feel like you're throwing stones over this side right here, right at me? <laughs> because I have no patience. I have no patience. Well, people, a lot of people struggle with that, right? I mean, it's it's all at your fingertips now. So mm. even things that probably should take one hour, is it okay for it to take 24 hours? Are you making more or less money because you waited 23 hours? You know, a lot of us, it's that dopamine thing, right? We can't wait to get that rush. I have to tweet it out now. I want the story to go up live now. I want the blog post to hit now, 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 now. But what if now is 4 p.m. on a Monday and you know the analytics are 10 times better at 11 a.m. on Wednesday? Do you have the patience to wait for that moment? Absolutely great question. I know I know. with you, you plan out your podcast way in advance, right? So that's a tactic that that works for you. You get things lined up, you find the appropriate spots, you make sure you have the right people. Why can't we all apply that to everything that we do? That's such a smart strategy and it makes your life easier. You're not booking your podcast one hour ahead of time. It gives you the time also to create your marketing, your flyers, put out the social media. That's strategy, that's plan. But so many people today are just go, 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 go. 
we've mentioned a bit about branding and, and it's kind of hard to not talk about branding when we're talking about marketing, right? So we're talking about them interchangeably. Of course, we know that what branding is and what marketing is, but we've seen some branding faux pas, some branding stuff that just went wrong. Big, even with big brands, you know, I won't even bother to call their names and, and bash them or anything, but what are some of the strategies and some of the ways that we can implement so that we avoid these branding gone wrong scenarios? I think second opinions are so important. I never understand how a brand can put something out there that backfires. You know, what, what part we always say, who let that happen? You know, who's the CEO? Who's the CMO? Who's the creative team behind that? Like, how did it get up the ladder? And so for me, I always have people look at stuff. What do you think about this article? Hey, what do you think about this writer? What do you think about this blog post? What do you think about this picture? Oh, you don't like that? Well, we've got seven more. Here, choose these seven pictures. What do you think about this caption? What do you think about this headline? Uh, Do you like this ad? We always have people looking at stuff. And even then, I might text it to somebody that has nothing to do with what we're doing. A friend, someone in California, someone in New York, a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer. Like, we're about to put this out. What does it mean to you? And again, that's something I learned in magazines. We used to take seven different covers for the same magazine and we would put them up on a wall and we would bring a group of 40 women into the room. Which one would you buy? That's a test right there. And if 32 of them said the one on the left, four said the one in the middle and four said the one on the right, I think we know which one we're going with. So there's nothing wrong with a second opinion or a third opinion. How do you stop those mistakes if you're a huge brand, I mean, you've got your Super Bowl ad and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just said that. Who do you point the finger at? So then the argument of, you know, no publicity is is bad publicity, even bad publicity itself, you know, is it's publicity that is valuable. What do you say to that? Everybody's different, right? It depends who the person is. There are some people that would have a panic attack, an anxiety attack over bad publicity, right? They wouldn't be able to sleep at night. There's other people that could have the worst thing said about them in the world, and they could put their head on the pillow at 11 o'clock at night and wake up and feel refreshed. Everybody's different. I I do believe that a lot of publicity is a good thing, but we also have clients and we've worked with people that say to us, under the radar, quiet, strategic, be smart, don't overdo it. I was struggling with the amount of events that I had to go to uh, to be a, a magazine editor and 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 sort of all the different things I had to attend. And someone said to me once, have them say, where's Jared, not there's Jared. You know, don't overdo it. If you go to everything, no one cares anymore. But if you only strategically go to certain things, people pay attention a little more. They want you there. And I think the same for a brand, right? You don't want to see the same commercial 42 times. You don't want to see someone posting on Instagram 27. Like, Make it special. Mm, I like that. Have people say, where is Jared? As opposed to, hmm, there is Jared. Hmm, right. That's, that's, that's a that's, nice way of putting it. Yeah. I hope he comes. I hope he comes. I hope he's there. <laughs> Amazing. Not like, oh, we can count. You know him. He goes to the opening of an envelope. Mm, oh, my gosh. Oh, you are too funny. He goes to the opening of an envelope. Wow. He's everywhere, like water, right? Yes. (laughs) There are some things that you hit on that, you know, you need to be talking not just to your customers, but talking to persons who perhaps really have nothing to do with what you are putting out so that they come with a level of objectivity that is required 
um, for to, to give that feedback that you require, you know, because feedback is really important. You mentioned the fact about timing and you did allude as well to stuff like sticking to your core values, knowing what your values are, what's your why, as you were even talking about Simon Sinek. Um, and then how about, you know, keeping your products and service relatable? How can we continue to do that? Yeah, I think also you have to have an explanation of your product and your services, right? It's it's cool to be catchy. It's nice to be cute. Visual cute cues certainly help. Uh, you can be totally presentable, but is your messaging getting across? And what are you trying to say? Um, and and making sure that you're not saying the wrong thing, right? I mean, Coca-Cola is not out there talking about the corn syrup and orange soda Fanta is not talking about the orange dye <laughs> that's in their thing that's in their drink, your messaging, you just have to be make sure. And again, this comes with strategy. Don't, don't rush it. I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, our clients, unfortunately ask us to act really quick upon signing us, right? Contract sign. And like the next day it's like, okay, let's post. And wouldn't it be nice if we could sit back for three weeks or four weeks and say to them, we've got some mood boards, we've got some strategies, the documents are able to, and sometimes they do that. We have some great clients that have patience, but I also understand Companies need to make money immediately. Bottom line, let's go. There's nothing wrong with working fast, especially if you have a great team. I hope that a company calls us because they know that we can get the job done, whether you want us to start in 11 hours or 11 days or 11 weeks. Um, But I do think that you need to be careful and strategize and make sure that you're not saying the wrong things. And just think about, you know, what would the ramifications be if we said this? And then, by the way, messaging aside, just make sure there's no spelling errors, that the location's not wrong, that you got the right updated product and the right updated messaging, right? Oh my God, that's last year's soda can. Or, you know, that's the 2018 model. It's 2019 now. Like, just all the little things, quality control, super important. Absolutely. No, I love what Jeff Bezos says. Your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. You know, very, very key. At this point, Jared, it's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. I mean, any conversation with marketing can go on and on and on, right? Marketing and branding, because it's such a dynamic topic and it's such relevant that, that there is attached to it. But we're going to pause right here. At this point, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just have your final say and at that point, also leave with us your contact information where you can be found on social media or wherever else you want us to find you. You were saying about Jeff Bezos is what is what do people say about you when you're not in the room? That actual quote in 2019, I think, can translate digitally. If you have 15,000 followers on Instagram and you only get 450 likes on your photo, what are the other 14,500 people thinking about you? And that's really interesting. The new room is digital. The new room is on your TV screen. The new room is on your phone. And now uh, houses are being smart, right? IOT, the internet of things, your stove is connected to your car, which is connected to your phone. So you're not necessarily in a room anymore when uh, you're not there. You're in a digital world. And so I think what you put out there, your picture, your image, and your sayings are super important because the percentages of, of people that are watching you are way higher. You're in a room now with hundreds of thousands of people. You're not in a room with 100 people or you're not not in a room with 100 people. So that's what I would leave with is be aware of what your image is, whether you want to be seen, whether you don't want to be seen, and what you want to say because people are watching. Whether they're whether they're clicking on you or not, they are watching. Absolutely. And how can we find you? Instagram at Jarshap, Twitter at Jarshap. That's the best way. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jared Shapiro. It's been such an amazing time that I've spent with you talking about marketing do's and don'ts for the entrepreneur. I appreciate and value your time. And I know my peak performance community, they do as well. Thank you for having me. And thank you, my peak performance community, for tuning in to this episode with Jared Shapiro. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until next time, remember you can visit com and see which of my programs will serve you. As your inspirational leader, I have several resources that you can leverage to level up. Of course, you can check out my online courses, my books or events. And I'm also an affiliate for some of the best resources such as John Lee Dumas's Mastery and Freedom Journals as well as Podcasters Paradise. So visit HennyCoatKisporter.com and you will find value to help you on your leadership and entrepreneurial journey. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good? We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mahfoud, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.